Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works, Spock's World. Now, this is a book that was quite interesting. Um, it was written several years ago, uh, maybe actually decades ago. And when I read it, I really enjoyed the book because it kind of gave insight into Spock's family and why uh, Sarek felt that Spock's decision to join the Federation was an illogical mo move by a very talented Vulcan. Spock says there has been a considerable dependence on the rule of logic to keep good laws from being illogically removed or bad ones from being illogically passed. It happens sometimes. Vulcan is not quite heaven I'm afraid of. Well, that's in kind of an insult because the Vulcans felt that their logic helped them become a very disciplined and civilized society, a society that was based on science and peace and progress and respect for other cultures. It was the Vulcans that had... Um, developed interstellar travel and through the warp drive were able to visit other civilizations. So they were among the first societies to make first contact with other civilizations. So they, they were an important part of the Federation formula. Tapau, all of Vulcan wrapped up in one package and the only being ever to turn down a seat on the Federation High Council. James T. Kirk, Vulcans cannot lie. They can exaggerate. Now, we've seen Spock will, is willing to exaggerate or tell people what they want to believe, and that causes him to break the rules or boundaries of what people expect of a Vulcan which is to tell the truth and never lie. They must not be moved by their prejudice or their advertising campaign. They must vote for succession because they think it logical and necessary. And to do this, they must hear the truth. And no one is better to tell them the truth than you are. Sarek. The Vulcans are our friends. McCoy. Against winning argument. Sarek valued the healer's art highly. It's illogical to rewound that which is already healing. Statistic lie and disguise the truth. Every species in this galaxy that bumps into another one bruises it a little. Some of them back off in terror never to play. Bruises equals entanglement, conflicts, low-intensity warfare through the Federation, not atrocities of the war. That's one of the things that the that was correctly assessed about the Federation is that it it appears to have the higher moral road based on um, strength and based on their moral compass, but yet there's a lot of bruising that's occurring where there's lots of entanglements at the with between the Romulans and the Federation, between the Klingons and the Federation, between the Orions and the Federation. And in that Star Trek universe, 
um, until the Borg, there wasn't an all-out war. But in the Borg, there was the a group which were very militaristic, very expansive, very aggressive, and had a superior technology, which worked in a collective, and it brought on the atrocities of war. 180 years of Vulcan Federation Association, there have been 29 reported violations of the Prime Directive Directive for some 23,000 planets visited. So again, you see Vulcan as this uh, as almost like, I would say, the Federal Reserve, where they're interacting with banks throughout the world. And uh, there have been cases where it would seem that there are violations of the prime directive, where the, for example, the bailouts in 2008, definitely a violation of the prime directive where loans were supposed to be given for failing banks but when the audit was given they were there there were numerous loans to organizations in real estate and in foreign countries uh, all linked somehow to the banks and the subprime meltdown the federation was that of sorek was preparing the vulcans the federation represented infinite diversity, and infinite combinations. Humans remind the Vulcans of their past aggressive, nasty, brutish species. And you meet us and welcome us, though you had understandable reservations. And since then, there have been arguments, but the general things have been worked working out all right. We are proud to be a partnership with you. Cowards, the Vulcans are very proud by rejecting the Federation's standards and morals. Now, that is an interesting thing. If you look at the Vulcan uh, way, which is a pacifist approach towards civilizations to do no harm, and then you look at the Federation standards, which is the, the prime directive, which is to not interfere with other societies, nor entangle in them, but they do observe and they do affect the timelines and directions of those societies. And there were numerous cases that we saw, for example, when data uh, malfunctioned and he affected the timelines on one of the civilizations with Picard. So they are willing to interact secretly in cloak, uh, in disguise, almost like low-intensity conflicts, where they are directing the, the direction, they're winning the hearts and, and minds of the people, and they are moving uh, those societies in the direction of Federation morality. What do you think of the scheme to sell off former Federation property on Vulcan? And the fact that the Federation owns property on Vulcan suggests that they maintain a partial control of Vulcan. To secret buyer with strong anti-Federation leanings who have already made substantial payoffs to Vulcan. Officials to ensure the property will be sold to them at the lowest bid before anyone hears about it. McCoy's data and the report, the information to T'Pau who is dying. T'Pau orders Sarek to go public with the information and expose the fraudulent thieves. To Pring for profit. 
I came to realize that once again, you had robbed me and your captain. It was the fear of your desire that made Stan take the drugs, pluck, towel, inducer. Once again, I did not have my desire, and once again, it was your fault. So I decided to take from you such things as you have taken from me, your future, your captain, and anything else I can manage that would cause you such pain as you caused me and my satisfaction would be great. I bribed government officials. I suborned various media and data network personnel to add emphasis to a certain stories and downplay others, and slowly the public came to perceive a problem with Terra, and slowly the government came to feel the public's unease, and they grew uneasy themselves, fearing for their positions. When it came, it became plain that what the electorate wanted was a chance to succeed from the Federation. The government complied quickly enough. Spock says, flawless logic and thusly concurs with the logic of a traitor. Leader and financer of succession groups, Saleth, angry about the Federation's occup- occupation of Vulcan. See, the Vulcans don't like the Federation. They're almost like the European, uh, the British Empire and Africa or British Empire in India. They're angry about occupation. No one likes to be occupied. Amanda, meet Sarek at the academy while working as a linguistist specialist, inheritor of Tapal's essence and new matron head of house. Who would have known that Amanda was so powerful and Sarek's family so influential? Sarek, for a resonation, the pure Vulcan heritage is less flexible than you might think from Spock's example, far less willing to give up what it perceives as its own prerogatives and rights, for less willing to give up any of its perceptions at all. The vast majority of Vulcans have never taken the opportunity to go out among the people of the Federation or Earth humans to acquire data and experiences, they would change their minds. Nobody, the Vulcans feel like that their society is perfect. It's utopian. It's based on discipline, logic, science, and in in essence, perfection. Sarek fails to, and so why would they seek uh, to gain other data and experiences when their society is perfect. Um, and in some ways, they're hoping to spread their technology, their sciences with other civilization, having visited 23,000 other civilizations or, or potentially worlds. Sarek fails to acknowledge the primary reason for Federation affiliation, that being of military weapons, economic aid, technology injections. So the Federation says that the, uh, they need a strong military presence to protect against an aggressive species. So you have um, the Borg, you have, the, um, I forget the name of the species at the edge of the uh, Borg universe. They they fight with the Borg. Uh, you have the Ferengi and you have the Klingons. But there's other species that uh, are aggressive. And so the Federation arms their spaceships with phasers and photon uh, missiles. When Riker comes in, he's invented new weapons for fighting the Borg that are even more lethal. 
Ethics are situational. Vulcan's ethics do not work for humans. Vulcans discount the sincerity of the Federation desire for peace. They feel that the Federation is a military machine. Uh, speaking simply, the turbulence which ensures from most dealings with terror ought for the good of the people to be avoided if possible, and it would be often wise to enjoy the Terran's diversity from a distance. Vulcan logic is determined from Terran logic. The Terran culture has a right to what is without interference, especially interference and influences, which is too strong enough, is not strong enough to resist. We are not the same species. Our sociological and ethical structures are built on the science of mind rather than that of hand. Political decisions of many planets are decided in terms, not of what the electorates of those planets desire, but what the Federation wants and how the decisions of the planet's people will affect its Federation grants. We no longer desire to remain in association with the organization that behaves in such a manner. We visit the Earth, though Earth well, and all the people of the Federation, but we must quit their society. Kiss to lick, the glass spider. In the last 180 years, Vulcan had enjoyed Federation scientific discoveries and participated in many of the breakthroughs. The Federation has done Vulcan more good than any another five to 10,000 years of isolation have done for her. Vulcan thought its political isolation equaled peace, trade with all our species, and uh, warfare is not a means of peace. I think the Vulcans do have that correct in that sense, um, that they should be able to trade freely uh, between all other species or or uh, worlds, and that um, the isolation was a better policy than interference in the political and economic processes of those other nations, and that warfare was not a means to bring peace, but to create scarcity. Warfare was to create scarcity and control over those species that the Vulcans did not seek to have uh, control over the species. So in that sense, the Vulcans' morality seems to be better. Humans are especially good at making scientists ask questions that they might not have asked. The Federation brought computers to Vulcan. The Vulcans then took the computers and excelled in languages, machinery, artificial intelligence, physics, and astronomy. Tapau, there are forces working on this planet whose desires their succession mightily. It is not my right to stop them. They are a symptom of a larger force. They have a right to arise. They must be allowed to work out the fate of the planet in open air, under the sky, in regard of the one without interference. Interference. Vulcan, affected by the force of a red dwarf and white dwarf, member stars of 40 Enderdini. Vulcan has no moon. The red giant grew 10% of its size and the star flared. It took no longer than 10 to 20 minutes to burn almost all the forest and boil away 70% of the oceans, turning the beds to scorched sand and mud. Vulcan is a very hot place. Metal near the surface ran molten 
trace gas in the atmosphere ignited and a great deal of oxygen nitrogen on the planet was lost. On the other side of the planet, creatures survived by cave, food was short, shock affected the planet. There were some surface water, Mount Celia's snow caps were evaporated, Vulcan is gravity heavy planet, Vulcan remains a member of the Federation with 5 to 9 billion uh, members and the message is clear. Vulcan will remove itself from the Federation and return to peace, a heavenly city. The swords will be be beaten into plowshares.